Welcome to Fableheads, a podcast about the Fablemans and uh, the life and times of Stevie Spielberg. I'm one of your Fableheads, Matt Beebe. I'm another one of your Fableheads, John George. And John, we've been doing this podcast for a few years. So long at this point. I know. We've almost exhausted everything we could talk about the Fablemans. I really don't think so. You know, yeah, I mean, there are a few lingering I just, questions. I just logged my, actually, 10,000th watch of The Fablemans. Oh Thank you, everyone. God. Congratulations. And I really think this has unlocked a new plane for me of, okay. of sort of what this movie is about. Um, because this time around, I sort of saw it from the monkey's eyes. Oh, okay. And I think it was really, it was a really good perspective, you know, and a really different perspective. And mm-hmm. I really think it's what what Stevie wanted us to see, you know, he sort of hid it in there. Mm-hmm. You thought it was a little joke that his mom got a monkey? No, it's a very serious topic. That's that's a really good thing because we've examined this from basically everyone's perspective at this point. What we really haven't dug into um, the monkey yeah. yet. And I found it really interesting that his motivations were sort of like, I want banana. Oh, wow. Um, Those motiva- he was motivated, I'll oh, tell you. Oh, yeah. His and motivation was, I want to throw a light bulb in mm-hmm. the window it and was, that's children. It was really a transcendent experience. For, for a brief moment, I was monkey. Yeah. You know? And not every movie can make you, return yeah. you to monkey. Yeah, no, I can't return you to, we once were monkey. Yeah. And that's what, I, you know, I wish that's what Planet of the Apes was missing. You know, I yeah. was like, we were once monkey and now monkey want to be us. Yeah. Why don't we want to be monkey? That, that's the root, sort of the root of the monkey scenes in this movie. Um, you yeah. know, as we discussed in episode 438. Oh, of course. Um, One of my favorites. You know, Paul Dano has this brief scene with the monkey. And before I was just thinking like, oh, he's feeding him because he treats it like a pet. But now I sort of understand that they're kind of equals. Yes. Sort of on this plane of existence. Well, you know who else got fed? Kings. All right. Kings sat back on their throne getting fed grapes. And that's what this monkey is to this family. Whoa. Holy shit. Well, you just blew my mind a little bit. <laughs> a king to Paul Dano. That's what this monkey is. He is. Paul Dano is but a servant. Yeah. In this monkey's life. Well, we're going to be talking about Black Panther what? this week. What is that? Uh, they, they made a second movie. I don't know if you heard. So there's I another know movie besides there's, the Fablemans. There's actually oh, like, yeah, they made the movies in the Fablemans. Right? Yeah. So like from what I understand, movies. after Steven, Stevie Spielberg invented movies mm-hmm, which he with did the Fablemans, the yes. uh, an act, an, a child in real life what? Uh, grew up and created a second movie called Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Bevy, this, this I know it sounds the, crazy. The movies are just imagination. You know, I it's know. Just, it was imagination that kids can make movies. No one knows better than movies and be movie people. Our imagination <laughs> than me. We talked all about it in episode eight thirty six. Listen, yeah. and you're going back on it, episode eight thirty six. I thought that was a. I thought that was a moment where the, we decided. The Fablemans is a living document. Wow, such as we are all living people. And as it turns out, one guy d- did what no one thought to do before and actually try to make a movie a move, like a, a movie. Like, I think fab- that's what like Sammy Mo- like Sammy movie Fableman yes. did in the Fableman. Samuel M. Fableman. <sighs> the M stands for movies. Yes. 
uh, he leapt out of the screen at some point mm-hmm. and renamed himself to Ryan Coogler. Wow, Jesus! And, and did something, some things with his race, I guess. And, <laughs> That's um, impressive. Yeah, he but committed. More impressive that he made a movie, baby. Right? Yeah, wildly more impressive. Wow, what a bit! That might be. That was a great bit. Baby, hands out, hands off to you. Hands oh, off to you. me. I mean, my God, we went. How long we go on that bit? That was like five minutes. I, yeah. I've really thought I did a podcast for years and years about the fable. I know, for a second. and that's the real magic. Yeah. Of, of film. <laughs> that's the magic of podcasts, it's, right there. Because the listeners, I know, they thought for a second, like, oh, I've been listening to this Fablemans podcast for yeah. years now. I'm glad we're doing another episode. Yeah. And they were probably shocked and scared when they heard about Black Panther. They're like, I what know, is that? Yeah. What? What, there's another movie? Well, now the illusion is shattered, much like the bully's conception of his own self at the end of the Fablemans. <laughs> wow. His, his whole world We didn't was even destroyed. go to spoiler town. Oh, I mean, <laughs> can you spoil the Fablemans? Dude, I don't. Please don't tell people that Steven Spielberg ends up making movies, all right? I know, That's a right? big spoiler yeah. to the... To the Fablemans. There's right? only one real spoiler in the Fablemans, and we'll get to that later. <laughs> Um, baby, it's been a while. It's always been a while, but this, I think, is the shortest pause we've had in a Maybe? long time. Maybe? I don't know. When was the last? All right, let me go, let me I, go to my Letterboxd diary. It has to have diary. been still November, though. Because we talked about Tar, and we that was October Tar. 9th when we saw, when I saw Tar. Did we see Tar together? No, we didn't. No, I saw it on my own. And then... I saw, we recorded after I saw Decision to Leave, pretty much. So we recorded around October 14th-ish, like a couple days after. Wow, okay. Maybe maybe a week after that, actually. I was so convinced we had done something sooner than that. I mean, that's, it's a month. It's our monthly thing at this point. This is our monthly podcast. Uh, But... I, I think we might have another one coming out pretty soon, baby. I mean, guaranteed. We've we've set it up. We can't not. <laughs> we can't not, right? So, unless we just hate this next movie so much, we just quit podcasting forever. That's true. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we saw. We literally just saw the Fablemans, but we also separately saw Wakanda Forever. So we'll get to those movies. Yeah, those will be. Bit. Those are our main event. Uh, everyone pairs them together. You know, it's like a fine wine and a pasta. Mm-hmm. Sort of pan, you, you, you put those two together, uh, and you got one recipe for an Oscar for a Best Picture nominee duo right there. I mean, so yeah, I guess so. <laughs> now that I think about it, <laughs> yeah, that's true. You can't, yeah, you can't deny anything I said right there mm-hmm. in that bit. Yep, it was a bit, but it's a true bit. It's, it's a bit that's true to the core. It's uh, absurdly true. Yeah, way too true. Um, so in, in the month since we last recorded, we've both seen some movies. Yes. And, uh, I guess I'll, I mean, how many do you have? One, two, three, four. Okay. Five. I'm pretty sure I talked about. two of them we've both seen for sure. Okay. I, I'm pretty sure I talked about Demon House last time, so I only really have like one. So. Okay. I'll go. (laughs) Um, I saw After Sun. Which at the time uh, I gave four stars, and I, it has only grown on me in the month since I've seen. It's been almost a month since I saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very disappointed that I did not get to go to the director Q and A for this. Oh yeah, I had tickets, and my parents were here that weekend, and we were all too tired. Damn. 
because it would have been awesome to see the director Q and A for this movie. Um, yeah, at first I liked it. I liked it, and then more. The more and more I think about it, the more I'm like, yeah, that's that's a really good movie. I can't wait to rewatch it. Um, I've I've watched a couple of videos on it, read an article about it. It's just on my mind uh, all the time. I don't think I've heard it. What is it called? After Sun. After Sun. After Sun. Oh, there it is. Okay, yeah, I literally never heard of this. Yeah, it's very... So this is the first time... First first movie for Charlotte Wells. Oh, uh, okay. Um, so yeah, only reason I heard about it was David Ehrlich fucking loved it, gave it five stars. So I was like, all right. And apparently has seen it, what, six times? Oh my God. Already? So... And it's, yeah, it's probably going to be his favorite movie of the year. I don't know if it's my favorite movie of the year, but I do think it's really good. Mm-hmm. And I do want to rewatch it. So, uh, yeah, it's just like it's it's one of, it's one of those ch- movies to chill and cry to. Oh, OK. It's one of those. OK. Um, and Paul Mescal is fantastic. I love Paul Mescal. OK, well, I have a similar chill and cry movie. It was called Weird. The Al Yankovic story. Right, I also have that movie. So yeah, I know you also because I yeah, mentioned yeah. it. Did you end up watching it um, illegally? Yes. Okay. <laughs> that was the right move. When you told me there were commercials, I was like, oh, fuck no, I'm not doing that. I even, I to be fair, I even asked you, like, is there a I way know. I can purchase this? Is there any way I can give them money and not watch ads? I was asking myself that because it's free on the Roku channel. Mm-hmm. To, it's so free that you literally don't even have to own a Roku device to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> you can just go to their website. But yeah, me and Serena were watching it. And the first ad break came up and we were like, can we just like pay five dollars? Please, get I, will, the ads? I will give Weird Al my money. I love Weird Al. Yeah. Here's my money, Weird Al. Please take it's, it. It's such a bizarre business model. Yeah. In this world of streaming, like commercials in movies are for when you're watching Terminator on USA or you, something yeah. like that. It's a movie you've seen a million times and you just turned on US or your dad. Honestly, your yeah. dad turned on USA. Your dad turned on like AMC yeah. and they're playing reruns. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we, we watched it with ads, which was not great. Although it did give us lots of opportunities to just get up and get snacks. Cause we had like no other choice to, yeah, yeah. to wait like two minutes every like 15 minutes in this movie. Yeah. Um, but otherwise I really liked weird Al. Yeah. Weird. Weird's great. Weird's yeah. a fun movie. I have, my only complaints are that I, it was too slow at some points. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe to took its it felt i don't know it obviously was never taking itself seriously mm-hmm. but at some points it did feel like it was taking itself seriously or it just had that vibe on, like i don't know there were just moments where i wasn't laughing as much as i wanted to maybe okay so it I mean, slowed down for me i can see that just like <laughs> kind of being on purpose because the whole point is that they're yeah. emulating like a serious biopic yeah um but I, there were some jokes in there that just, like, killed me. Um, most notably, the hardest I laughed was at the very end. I'll give, like, I guess spoilers. Yeah, spoiler alert for um, Weird, which but, is fantastic. See Weird. Yeah, go watch Weird. Watch it on the, the illegal site. Yeah. Don't worry about the ads. Um, weird Al, I think, literally went on Twitter and was like, you can tour in it. Um, yeah. But... The very end where he gets assassinated. It's so good. It's the so ending is funny. so good. It is. 
<laughs> that was so good. And then even I got tricked when they started like showing pictures of, of him. Me and Miriam was like, yeah. oh, are those real pictures of him? And I was like, oh, no, these are obviously just. Yeah, straight up Photoshop. Straight up Photoshopped pictures. Yeah, no. When <laughs> Madonna goes, take the shot. Yeah, and they just <laughs> blast him to shit. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. Um, God, it's so it's so good. And then yeah. they, they set up they set up the possibility for a sequel though at the end too. Because That's Weird true, Al, yeah. He he his hand comes out of the grave, right? Yeah. He's coming back. He returns. I do love also the bit where they make it in the movie that he wrote the original songs and everyone yeah. else was copying him. Yeah, that was great. They needed to I, I really like stuff like that. Um that part of the movie was really like Michael Jackson copied his ass. Yeah. <laughs> um Yeah. And overall, I mean, I, I'm a big Weird Al fan, so I, but I, I definitely want, I would love for them to continue, do a sequel. Yeah, why not? Just keep going forever. Mm-hmm. Show me all Weird Al's. I want to see them right, white and nerdy. Yeah, I mean, it's it a was a great song. It, it was like, honestly, the most I laughed at a comedy movie in a while. Yeah, some great cameos in this as well. Oh, yeah, the pool party scene. Yeah, the pool party had an insane amount of cameos. Lin Manuel mm-hmm. Miranda's in it randomly at some point. Yeah trying to remember all the cameos there's just there's yeah, a lot i mean jack black conan yeah, yorma <laughs> to cone yeah from Weird, yorma's Island. yeah god yeah fun movie fun movie definitely yeah. one of my favorite comedies this year yeah. are there comedies this year is this the only one i mean i know people thought triangle of sadness was funny oh yeah triangle of sadness is also a comedy so yeah yeah because there's throw up in it yeah they the, the comedy i mean we went over it. they vomit <laughs> and shit a lot and so it's funny yeah um but yeah that was the i mean i there's another movie i can talk about but you can go on to your next one okay next movie the banshee oh this is a comedy oh the yeah the banshees of in their shirt um which also has very much grown on me um in this past month mm. i saw right after after sun and both movies are i think literally the same day both movies are amazing um it's the one episode of drake and josh where josh is done with drake <laughs> um, but it's like really really irish oh okay um, it's so good it's uh, the premise is just it's great it's just brendan gleason and he's just done he's done he doesn't want to be friends with colin farrell anymore he's like i just don't want to be friends with you i don't want to talk to you and then you know comedy ensues uh and hilarity is ensue when martin mcdonough's back and movies so it's cinema you know yeah yeah i've wanted to see that one it just sort of like slipped by me in the sort of onslaught of movies that have been coming out now it'll it'll come right it'll come back to you you know yeah um because i yeah this is definitely this this has grown on me as well Mm. it's i have fond memories watching this in the theater yeah uh, well, the other movie I'll talk about real quick is one I've seen multiple times. Um, I watched a, uh, what's his name? Patrick H. Willems. Is that the video essay guy on YouTube? Pat, yes. That name's very familiar. I'm pretty sure it was him. He made a video about the nice guys mm. like a few years ago, but I started like binging his videos cause he recently did one on Zack Snyder. That was really good. Yeah. Uh. Um, and he made one about the nice guys and how it's super underrated. It's a good I was movie. Like, yeah, that movie is super underrated. It is. That was good. So I just went back and watched it again. Hell uh, and it's still really good and still really funny. Uh, I completely forgot that that movie is kind of sad. They just sort yep. of lose at the end. Yeah, yeah. It and is sad, sad ending. I remember. Yeah, Russell Crowe, like, 
stops being sober in a way that's not like yeah fun. i remember that too um but yeah it was watching it this time was the first time i realized that it was definitely setting itself up for a sequel that it would never get sad because everyone watched the angry birds movie in the summer <sighs> of 2016 <laughs> instead God. of the nice guys why'd i watch that yeah no, i didn't see that but uh yeah nice guys that's a great movie they should yeah. maybe a sequel in 20 years or something yeah maybe when once... russell crowe's on his deathbed i guess yeah and when shane black's out of hollywood jail yeah for oh yeah, predators yeah or whatever yeah that's true also yeah that's a good movie mm-hmm. i rewatched harry potter the first one on a balcony and it was really cold out oh no did that enhance the experience no not really no but still, I still think it's a classic movie. I mean, yeah. this is the one, this is the one movie I have nostalgia goggles for. Like this right. is just it. Yeah. I, like I'm a. There are Marvel fans out there. I'm a. I'm a Harry Potter fan, unfortunately. Just like so all I'm of them, or with. this first one. Yeah, just the first one. Okay, <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's one. There's more. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, my god! What? <laughs> uh, yeah, no. The, I love the books. Uh, read them religiously mm-hmm. as a middle schooler. And, uh, yeah, this one's good. I, I just think this, I just have nostalgia for this one. I don't think this movie is that good. Yeah. I just think it's a good, like, first story, I guess, to, to set it, to start it all up. Yeah. I thought it was always interesting that, like, Chris Columbus, who directed the first two, yeah. was supposed to direct all of them. Oh. And he stopped because he was like, I'm spending all this time with these children who aren't my children. And I agreed to do that for the next, like, decade. I don't want to be a dad this way. He's like, I should probably see my own children. And if I do all of these Harry Potter movies, I never will. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. And and Chris Columbus's vibe would not have fit the rest of the series. Holy cow. Yeah. That, that I think it might have made it worse. And then the third one, we get a freaking Alfonso Cuaron banger. Mm-hmm. Um. And then so, some some other guys take over who no one remembers. David Yates. Oh, okay. The famous director David Yates. Yeah. Who is fine at directing yeah. and is carried mostly by the story at the end. To yeah. be honest, but hey, David Yates. They David just, Yates. Should, you gotta show some respect to the Yates. Gotta show respect to David Yates. What else? I mean, he's done nothing. He's done nothing with his life. Well, Let's be I'm honest. Curious. I want to see David. David Yates, what have you been doing, David? Not oh, of course, he's been doing the Fantastic Beasts. What am I, oh, my what, God. What, am I wow. what else would he be doing? That's a bummer. <laughs> this is his life now. <laughs> oh, hey, he also directed that one Tarzan movie. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. The one that David Ehrlich gave one and a half stars. Wow. Ooh, Tarzan looks hot in this movie. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, he's one of the Skarsgards. Wow, Tarzan. Alexander Skarsgard. Why couldn't he make Harry Potter that hot? I know. Well, <laughs> Weird Al was pretty hot. True. And he was Harry Potter. True. They shouldn't have made him as hot as Weird Al. Yeah. That's that's a missed opportunity. Let's see. He did a movie called Sex Traffic. A- 180 minutes? Wow. What the fuck? Well, there's a lot to say about sex traffic. And, I, you know, yeah. where there's demand, there's always supply. Wow. <laughs> What a tagline. Wow, oh, man. That's, wow. I'm going to have to watch this movie. Yeah. I mean, people demand sex, and there's always a supply of sex. You mm-hmm. know what they say. Oh, my God. David Yates. This David is a master Yates. director. Yeah. I realized that uh, while I went through, I I wanted to see what I had rated the Harry Potters. Mm-hmm. Just straight up gave them all, like, four stars. 
pretty wow. much. <laughs> <That's> a, <laughs> I, I realized like, oh my God, except Order of the Phoenix, of which I gave a two and a half. Oh, yeah. It's a real big drop there. <laughs> Deathly Hollows Part 2, I gave four and a half, and I'm pretty sure I gave uh, Prisoner of Azkaban a, a four and a half, because that's definitely my favorite Harry Potter. That's so wild. I have one coworker who I, I won't name here, who I'm looking through now, he gave every single Harry Potter movie four and a half stars. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's kind of the same as you, but... Yeah, just <laughs> I make fun of this person. I give them all four. Yeah, I was going to say. But yeah, no, he's across the board. I guess he loves Harry Potter. Yeah, I don't love him as, as much as as much as him. Yeah. Yeah, no, I just went through all of them. Because I go to all my friends' like ratings of it, and I'm like, oh, I like this way more than everybody else. <laughs> They're all just giving it three every time, three or two and a half. I'm like, yeah. oh, fuck, this is my MCU. Oh, no. This is my MCU. This you're, is what I'm trapped. You're gonna have to fight harder for the Fantastic Beasts movie. Yeah, man. that's. I don't know why I haven't seen them. I yeah. I, I kind of have to make it my identity now. Mm-hmm. I I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, you're not a fan of movies unless you ceaselessly defend a franchise. Yes, exactly. No matter how far the quality dips. And I I want I want the Chris Columbus cut to yeah. be released. I want the Chris Columbus cut implying that he like directed other harry potter movies secretly yeah because he came on and he wanted to be on all of them like you said so he must have directed them he started directing all of them and they got taken out halfway through exactly and it wasn't because he wanted to go be a dad it was the Mm -hmm. the studio silenced him yeah so i want to i want the columbus cut Mm -hmm. um yeah and then the the last movie i have is the documentary from defunct land Oh, okay, right, yeah. Because I'm famous well. for it, so I have to talk about John's it. John's famous defunct land review. It's nuts. I mean, if you go on there, I imagine I'm one of the top reviews. I, I, my algorithm must be messed up because I keep clicking reviews that are above me, and they have less likes than mine. What is happening? Wow, they changed the poster for it again on Letterboxd. I mean, yeah. This is, uh, this is the best poster yet. Yeah. You got Kevin right there. He's standing in front of all the TVs. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Disney Channel's theme, A History Mystery. Based off the title and based off the fact that it's a YouTube video, you you might think, hey, this isn't noteworthy, but it is. All right? It's a great freaking documentary. Yeah. I did not expect. Going into it, I, I mean, I love Defunct Land. Mm-hmm. I, I've seen so many, so many videos on the channel. Yeah. This is just like a huge step up in quality. The production value is insane on it. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's a whole hour and a half. I mean, he has another long one about the Fast Pass that I didn't see. And the Fast Pass one is really good. And that one's also on Letterboxd, I noticed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have to go back and watch the Fast Pass one. Yeah. The thing about the Fast Pass one is it's not like this one where he interviews like a bunch of people. Yeah. Or, or tries to like solve a mystery. It's just like the history of the fast pass. Yeah. I will say it does have a twist, though. Oh, boy. There is an M. Night Shyamalan-style twist. I love M. Night Shyamalan-style twists in in documentaries, dude. And before we get to our main movie, we do have to talk about Knock at the Cabin. Oh, my God. We definitely do. (laughs) Before that, quickly, yeah, this thing... Man, it just made me... I mean, first of all, this hit me right in the nostalgia spot as well. Mm -hmm. Because I'm also just realizing... I. I love like uh, there's a bunch of Kyle Mooney shit I like like Brigsby Bear I love Mm -hmm. just these things that hit me in the nostalgia of like watching TV I miss watching TV when I'm a kid when I was a kid Mm -hmm. like that was my life 
I, I feel so nostalgic about just like watching commercials and shit. Like, yeah. why? Why do I feel nostalgic? I don't know. <laughs> but just having him sit here talk about the Disney Channel theme and all these bumpers and like seeing like Disney 365 and like Mike's super short show come up and like yep. the fact that I know all these like themes and like I, I remember all the shit. I'm just mm -hmm. like, oh my God, that hit pretty deep. And then, you know, the tears start coming when. When of course he starts talking about you know all the unsung heroes of all this shit because oh, yeah. i'm just like yeah man like these people don't realize like they affected a whole generation of people like mm -hmm. so deeply yeah it's just crazy it is crazy how much 9-11 factors in yeah to this that was hilarious <laughs> that, that part was crazy I, yeah <laughs> that was really funny that reveal <laughs> that was just out of nowhere just made no sense yeah it is it is like obviously a time <laughs> capsule like even though it's like completely absurd it is funny to think about like yeah there was a point where the disney channel like got all these kids together and had them just talk about their feelings on 9-11 yeah super weird <laughs> and like i don't know just the way they were talking too just was so scripted yeah it was just like nothing a kid would ever say yeah like yeah this was the biggest event of my lifetime 9-11 and I was just like, when I was a kid, I like 9-11 was a big deal, but I don't remember it being like that big of a deal to me or anything. I, mean, I was just like, oh, you were in, to it. in Michigan, to be fair. I was in Michigan and in like, how old was I? Five. I was in first grade, so yeah. you were probably in like I was kindergarten. In kindergarten. Yeah. I don't remember. I, I literally don't remember it at all. Like, yeah. I could not tell you what I was doing on that day at all. I remember... Uh, everyone got taken out of school that day. You were also closer. To, you I were was very close. Yes, I was very close to it. So yeah, no, yeah. it was more of a thing where yeah. I was. Um, I like. I was trying to remember. I'm gonna have to ask my mom about this because I'm pretty sure I didn't get taken out of school that day. Really? And thinking <laughs> back on it now, I'm like. <laughs> like we couldn't have really done anything. Like, there's no way any of the teachers were like, "I guess we just keep teaching today." Yeah. <laughs> Well, 9-11 just happened, I guess. <laughs> I, would, I would love a movie that takes place in 2001 where one of the characters just says, well, 9-11 just happened. Well, 9-11 just happened. Let's, let's move on, guys. Wait, what just happened? <laughs> No one called it 9-11 on the yeah. day except this one person. This one dude was like, holy shit, dude. Oh that my. was just 9-11. Oh, my God. They just did a 9-11. What the fuck? Um, <laughs> that's good. But, yeah. That's anyway. Good. Yeah. Uh, watch all of the Funkland. I'll say this, like, it was definitely his highest production value and, like, probably the most work he's put in to something i don't know if it was the most interesting topic he's done yeah he's, he's probably done more i um, i was interested in it but i will still admit it's super niche yeah it's like like have you watched his one on epcot like the original idea yeah. of epcot yep. I, I really like that one yeah there's so the whole channel's amazing yeah like, holy shit just you can binge those I just, one month they were just, I watched one and then YouTube was like, watch them all. Just like yeah. put them all, all over my recommended. Yeah, it's worth it. So yeah, go, go watch this. Go watch, go watch all the stuff. Yeah. Um, so we'll do real quick. Knock on the cabin door. Do you wow. think this is going to be the, the big return for M night? Uh, this seems like 
it's going to be a banger. All right. Yeah. And banging on the door. Um, he's foreshadowing. Heart. He's foreshadowing that it's going to be a banger. Mm-hmm. Uh, Batista's in it. So, Ron Weasley's in it. Oh my God. You got, he got Ron Weasley. He got Ron Weasley. <laughs> to be one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Yeah. I mean, that was fantastic. What a twist. You love in the trailer when there's a twist. You know, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, they're going to kidnap him and, and kill him. Mm-hmm. No. They're there to fucking save the world, yeah. obviously. And that's the great twist about it. And there's going to be another twist. I know it. Well, the last movie he did was... It was old. Oh, it was old. Yep. Okay. I completely forgot about old. It was old. Okay. Yeah. So his triumphant return now yeah. is about well, a cabin and knocking. He had a, a triumphant return with Split. Because that was actually a oh, good yeah. movie. Split. And then he Pretty did good. Glass, and no one liked Glass. Yeah, Glass. I never saw it. And then he did... I didn't either. And then he did <laughs> Old, and I don't think anyone even saw Old. No. Uh, Marion read the Wikipedia article and then told me what happened. And yeah. it's pretty funny. Yeah. I read the original comic it was based off of, because it was just like a 100-page webcomic. Um, and then I also read the Wikipedia about... <laughs> because, obviously, the movie's very different from the webcomic, because yeah. the webcomic's like really artsy and depressing so yeah and i can't do that no <laughs> apparently the sixth sense is really depressing though someone told yeah. me someone watched rewatch the sixth sense they're like i don't remember how sad that movie is i haven't seen it yeah and i know the twist because everyone tells talks about the twist openly now because it's a very old movie but apparently it's really sad yeah i mean all of his even his his good movies have like sadness in them yeah um but I mean, I, the ending of the comic is just sort of like they all get old and then die. <laughs> and uh, Yeah, that's a bit sad. The end of the movie, I, the kids escape, I think. Yeah, all I remember is it's like some like test or it's some like... It's to test like, in, like drugs. Yeah, it's to test some drugs, yeah. basically. It's like a pharmacy, pharmaceutical thing. Yeah. Yeah, they're just testing drugs. Kind of could be better. Twist, yeah. could, twist could have been better. I'm I'm still gonna see this this knock on the. <laughs> I gonna see it. You're, I mean, you're committing. I'm committing because M Night is so weird because he just like churned out all these huge hits for a few years and then did nothing but garbage. Yeah, and then kind of did a good movie, and now it's like who knows where he's gonna land. He could land anywhere. It's yeah. up to him. And that's the twist. It's like, oh, this one was bad. Oh, this one was good. You know? Exactly. It before There was a time where you could go see an M. Night Shyamalan movie and you're like, I know it's going to be good. And then there was a time where you could see one and you'd and be, be like, like, I know it's going to be bad. And then with Split, he threw he threw everyone for a loop. He threw a curveball. Yeah. And now... Now it's uh, up in the air. Could be good. Could be bad. Who could knows? be anything. And that's why we have to go see Knock on the All Cabin. Right. I guess so. I mean, I did, we didn't see old... We, we skipped that for some reason, but yeah. we got to see Knock on the Cat. I'm, I'm, I didn't like old just <laughs> conceptually. Yeah. This one I'm, I can get behind. Because it's all about the apocalypse and yeah. Dave Bautista. And Dave Bautista's there. Yeah. That's what I'm all about. Yeah. Dave Bautista. Um, well, Dave Bautista is not in <sighs> Black Panther. And why are we talking about Wakanda it? Forever. That's what I'm saying. Why, why do you want us to talk about it, audience? Why are you listening to this? <laughs> Dave Bautista's not in this movie. He's not... And, um, you know, this movie is sort of just sort of about the guy who's not in the movie. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Why isn't he in it, though? Maybe what? Yeah. What well, happened to him? You know, I think they handled it the best they could. 
I, I guess should Wait, we stop and, there? That's the, that should be the review. That is literally the review I've heard from every single person. Yes, they did the best they could. <laughs> been, I think they did the best they could. Literally one day at our morning meeting or morning stand up, mm-hmm. four people said that. Yeah. And it wasn't even a joke. Like everyone just seriously said that as their review. Like, yeah, I think they did the best they could. Yeah, it's four like, separate times. And I'm like, I mean, they did. Yeah. But let's let's get some get some original reviews in here. You know, talk about the movie. Yeah. Talk about what happened. We can give general impressions, which is one. They did the best they, they could. They did the best they could. And that's my general impression. That's and all I got. Two, uh, it's it's still Marvel movies. <laughs> I think that's really all I can say without really talking about the movie. It's Marvel. Um, yeah, I agree. I mean, this is like. Marvel movies are like the biggest spoilery things ever. So uh, Mm -hmm. not much to talk about. I think there's a good villain in this movie. I'll say that. Yeah. And yeah, I'm disappointed a little bit. Yeah. I, I thought it was, it was mid as the kids say, as the kids say these days, um, which is funny because like, I feel like it still will probably get that best picture nom. Oh yeah. Um, even though it's not nearly as good as the first movie, which I wasn't really sold on it getting a Best Picture nom either. Yeah, so same here. And I think most people were... I don't know. There was a moment when Black Panther came out, at least in, maybe this was just in my friend circle. When did it come out again? 2018? 2000? Yeah, it was... I had just come out to LA, I think, so it had to have been like 2018. Okay, so this was like last year at college for me. Yeah. So I'm thinking of my friends at that time. My college friends, my high school friends. I remember at the time, like everyone was super hyped on it and mm-hmm. was like, oh, this is like the best Marvel movie. I, of course, in my fashion, I waited a while to see it because I didn't I didn't care as much. Yeah. And then like, like it was the cool thing to love it. And then it became the cool thing to hate it. Like okay, a month yeah. later, everyone was like, mm-hmm. by, and by the time it was Oscar nominated, everyone was like, oh, it's not that good. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's not that good. It's, it's just another Marvel movie. Like who cares? Yeah. Um, I saw it when it came out in theaters, and I remember being like, I don't think that was the best Marvel movie. Um, yeah. But it was good. I think it might be my highest rated Marvel movie on Letterboxd still. I'm yeah. not sure. It's either that or Guardians of the Galaxy or something. Yeah. I mean, the thing with Black Panthers, I think there was a lot of really good stuff in it. For me, it kind of fell apart in the third act where it turns into a giant CG train fight. Of course. Um, as a, as which is, is tradition. I know, which is every Marvel movie, but like. Yeah, I, I remember watching it and being like, you you almost had something really good here, and then it just sort of became there. There are aspects of of Wakanda. There are aspects. Wakanda's very. I don't know. Every every other Marvel movie, the the setting does not feel like it matters at all, mm-hmm. and which sucks. Yeah, because it should in a lot of like, especially like Thor, like Asgard should matter to me. Mm-hmm. Wakanda, I think they did a very good job of making it feel like a real place and feel like it mattered to me. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think they nailed. And also in both these movies, it does feel like they actually let Ryan Coogler direct the movie mm-hmm. in which it feels like they don't usually don't let directors direct their movies. Yeah. Uh, so those are my positives with both of the movies. Yeah, that's fair. But besides, this one is has a little more Marvel goop all over, in my opinion. Yeah, so. I was gonna say they they let Ryan Coogler direct 
the scenes that they let him direct. Yes. And then they also told Which, him to put this other stuff in there. Yeah, it's like similar to like, honestly, it's similar to Raimi in the, this last Doctor Strange. There mm-hmm. were definitely scenes where he like, yeah, the, he direct that one for sure. And mm-hmm. then the rest of the movie are like, he didn't direct this though. This is boring. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, do we want to spoil this movie? Yeah, let's spoil Wakanda forever. Um, Black Panther's dead. He's dead. They he's killed dead. him. Um, and they, I mean, I guess we'll say it one more time. They did the best they could. It's difficult because it's difficult because like you can't kill him in battle because like we can't show that. And it's hard to kill him through a disease like they did because the whole point of Wakanda is that they like have cured every disease and they have yeah incredible technology what's really funny is that like i saw a tiktok recently um that summed up a lot of themes that this movie i think should have gone for but didn't um it talked about this guy who is an inventor a real historical figure i forget exactly what he invented but it was some like i think it was like the steam engine something that like catapulted the industrial revolution into happening Um, but his son had tuberculosis and he spent like years trying to figure out a way to cure tuberculosis and he couldn't and his son died. And so the TikTok says like, you know, man is incredible because we can create the steam engine, which turns into like factories, which turns into like all the technology that we know today. But even with all that technological power, like we still can't save like our loved ones from these diseases yeah um and black panther basically starts out that way but doesn't actually really hammer on that point no which i think would have actually been kind of nice for this movie they were too afraid to i think go any deeper into into his death yeah um because obviously they've chadwick boseman actually died and yeah i think they were too afraid to touch it Mm mm-hmm um, and offend anyone or do they, they just wanted to give him a nice tribute at the beginning and then make it about the other characters now. Yeah. Um, they touch on like. it a little cause the sister Shuri, her whole thing is she's like big into science and yeah. doesn't want to like explore the spiritual stuff. Yeah. Um, but that they, I don't ever feel like they go very far with that sort of idea. No, I mean it's it's Marvel. They go surface level, of course, mm-hmm. um, and they, they always they always have to show promise of like some deeper theme they could explore. Mm-hmm. But they're gonna they're gonna move on to something else now, yeah. BB. All right, they move past it. We'll move past this. That was just a one scene theme, you know. We don't do mm-hmm. all movie themes because yeah. we sort of just you know touch the surface and then move on. Um. But yeah, I agree. I think that would have been great. They could have explored it more. They could have they could have made it like a cancer movie, honestly, because fuck cancer. Yeah, they could have made it. They could have done something with it. Um, I think. Yeah, I mean, I do have to give them props for having somehow, uh, more sort of common sense than Lucasfilm and not <laughs> resurrecting the dead after they've died for a sequel. I mean, the bar's fucking low at this yeah. point. Like, holy shit, that was a disaster. That movie is one of the worst movies I've ever I was kind of worried they were going to go for it. Like, I was worried we would either get full-on CG Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. 
or we were going to get like deleted scene Chadwick Boseman where he says something that's not related to what's going on, but yeah. it's like all they had like oh, with Leia. That was so awful. I know. <laughs> um, but no, they didn't do that. And I was, there was a, there was a moment where I thought they were gonna, and then they didn't No. Um, which is the cameo, which I got so hyped for because of that letterbox review. Yeah. What the fuck was that letterbox <laughs> review <laughs> yeah. by the way? So there was this letterboxd review that was like, oh my God, when he showed up, I couldn't believe it. It's just Michael B. Jordan again. Yeah. You couldn't believe that? Really? That he just came back for the next... I mean, he died in the last one, but... Yeah. But still, it's more... Anyone's anyone's fair game, right? And that's the most obvious cameo. I thought it was going to be some insane cameo. I know. Someone, you know, who actually maybe pushes this Marvel thing forward. (laughs) Maybe. Instead of the last, like, five movies that they've done that have just, like, floundered around. Yeah. Yeah. It was a weird scene, too, because it feels like the only reason they did it is because... No, I, I hate it. I yeah, hate, that's one of my least favorite parts of the movie. I'll be honest. Yeah, it it feels like they couldn't obviously have Chadwick Boseman in the movie. They had to send her to the the spirit realm, um, and instead of doing the obvious thing that I think would have made narrative sense and having her just see her mom who just yeah. had died, she sees the bad guy from the last movie who's like, "Hey, you're a piece of shit. Get revenge!" And she's like, "I am, and I will." <laughs> And it's like, what? <laughs> and it's, yeah, it's so out of character, but there, I don't know. It's so, it's such a, it's one of those, it's another one of those moments where it's like, like it's, it's, they're giving her the excuse where it's like, oh, but it's kind of not her because she had a, had a weird experience. Yeah. It was like, if they were going to do that character arc with her, they should have had that at the middle of the movie. Yeah, they did. They stuffed it at the end. It's literally the beginning of like the third act is where they do it. So she just has to go from I am hellbent on revenge and angry to, oh, revenge is not the correct way. In a second. <laughs> yeah. In like a literal you know, second. The last few, not few minutes, the last like 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah. Where you set that up early. I'm angry. I want revenge. And then she has her opportunity to take revenge. She doesn't. And then we have the third act where she becomes the hero. Yeah. Um, but they they just sort of jam that in at the end. Yeah, they really do. And so, yeah, this movie just all of a sudden like just goes like a thousand miles per hour at mm-hmm. some point. And you're, I, I fell off. I fell off the train mm-hmm. for sure. I had the boat. Please. The boat sorry. Trains were uh, the last movie. <laughs> it was like a nice, like well-paced movie, like normally paced up to that point. And then a uh, big event happens, her mom dies, and then it's like, vroom, vroom. Yeah. We're, we're fucking getting to the end of this movie in 20 minutes. Get ready. Yeah. Normally paced, um, except for all of the scenes that they had to jam in to appease the Marvel executives yeah okay get rid of get rid of all the martin freeman all the julia louis dreyfus mm-hmm. i don't they don't need to be in the fucking movie they don't Ironheart <laughs> doesn't need to be in the movie none of these people need to be in the movie they're they, distracting me their parts are boring they're pointless they don't show up at the end of the movie at all 
I feel like. Yeah. Except for some stupid scene I don't give a shit about. It was... I don't know what's happening. I don't like these people. Get them out of here. Yeah. I liked Martin Freeman in the first one, but the whole deal with, like, the U.S. government, obviously it's to set up future Marvel stuff, but it was just so disconnected to the point where the the U.S. government just has a meeting where they're like, we should be bad guys because and and use nukes on stuff and then that's their, that's like their last scene and then they're never like yeah. relevant again for the rest of the movie yeah Martin, he gets in trouble and that's the last i remember yeah. <laughs> julia julia louis dreyfus is like you're in big trouble yeah, young you're man going to jail and then that's all that happens mm-hmm. uh he got in trouble and yeah i mean they could have done something cool with the iron heart stuff but like it felt like it felt like they were already juggling so much yeah with the main character she's dealing with so much already yeah that like the Ironheart stuff the fact that she meets Ironheart is kind of cool and they like they're similar people mm-hmm. but it feels like they just have no time to explore that at all which they don't yeah she needed her own thing to yeah. be introduced it it was like she just didn't have enough to do in this movie to justify her presence like if she hadn't been there everything would have gone exactly the same you could have just said that the U.S. government made the vibranium detector instead of her, um, and the movie would have worked exactly as well. Exactly. Exactly. Of course, it was to set up their Disney Plus show or whatever, right? Yeah. I so. I can't remember if she's getting a show or a movie, but she's getting something. The villain. You said you liked the villain. I thought he was okay. I, I was just like, I thought his plan was so stupid. Yeah. To just be like, oh... We're both secret civilizations, and I think the whole world hates us. So let's just nuke all of every other country who isn't us yeah, before they can nuke us. Suck. His plan kind of sucks. I like his character as a. I don't know. I like the concept of him. I do. I going back to. I realize he is. He's kind of similar to Killmonger, and he might just be a worse Killmonger. Yeah. So, yeah, the more I think about it, the more I don't like him. But while I was in the movie, I was like, okay, this is an interesting concept for yeah. for a villain. Um, playing Marvel Snap, he's, his card sucks. Namor's card. Damn. I would never include him in my deck. It's yeah. a garbage card. And I think in the comics, it's called Atlantis, where he lives. I'm pretty sure. I think the whole Mayan thing was like a, a creation yeah. for this movie. Okay. So, so I'm a real Marvel fan, and and all these other all these Marvel fans who wrote this movie suck. Yeah, they don't know. they don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know about Atlantis. I I genuinely know nothing about Namor from the comics other than that I think he's stupid because he has little wings on his ankles. Yeah, that was very dumb as well. I'll be honest. Yeah, that did not look cool. Um, I'm sorry, Marvel. I yeah, that looked that looked hella dumb. But yeah, it was just sort of like. Oh, wait, we have to talk about my favorite thing, which is that the reason Namor is so strong and that he lives forever is because he's so full of oxygen. Yeah. I mean, oxygen's great, man. I mean, like, I... gotta love oxygen. If I could just, like... (gasps) (gasps) Like, really fill up, like, maybe I'd get superpowers. You probably would. And your ankles would grow wings. Mm -hmm. And And I'd live for 5,000 years. Yeah. He lives for a long. He lives for a long time. I'll tell mm-hmm. you what. But then when he almost dies, he gets really scared. Yeah. He doesn't want to die. Yeah. It's. It was. 
again, it, it was another thing where I'm like, was that really necessary? Yeah. It it wasn't even really set up and payoff because they just at some point go, oh, he's really full of oxygen. If we put him in like a toaster oven, then we can kick his ass. <laughs> and so that's what they do. Yeah. If you're going to try and come up with like a clever solution to beat the bad guy outside of just beating him up. I feel like you have to put in a little bit more work than just that. No one put, no one puts effort into these movies, especially the ending. No yeah. one puts effort into like thinking about what could be a cool ending. Mm-hmm. They just, well, first of all, someone's probably probably already mapped out the ending for them in CG. Yes, Ryan Coogler comes into work one day and they're like, "I got the whole ending done for you." Yep. He's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Guess I that's mean, how it's ending. I know James Gunn has gone on the record and said that, like, directors do have some say in the, the like, final act of their movie. But, like, obviously the previs for these things is done years in advance. Yeah. So. And I can't. I, I think it's more that, like, Marvel comes in with the expectation of, like, your movie has to end with a big CG battle. So however you want to fit that into your story, you can. But, like, understand, like, it's got to hit these beats. And I think that's why we get these sort of middling villain sequences and, like, solutions. They should just stop doing that. Have they thought about that? Yeah, but, <laughs> you know, there there's money to be made. Audiences want to see the big CG mess at the end of every movie. It's so not memorable. I can't. I know. I This one sucked. This one was really bad. This is like one of the worst ones, I'll yeah. be honest. It, yeah, I mean, it was just a big fight on a boat, and that was it. Yeah, I, it was it was Avatar The Way of Water. Mm-hmm. I, I got a preview of it, and it looks bad. Yeah. No, Avatar's going to be way better than this. Trust me. Oh, yeah. Avatar is going to blow us all away. James Cameron's going to make his two Billy that he needs yeah. to make to fund the next one. Yeah. Imagine it is, it's very similar. What if it's just the same thing as Black Panther and he's like scrambling right now? He's like, fuck, fuck, fuck. How is this the same movie? <laughs> we got to change it all. <laughs> Throw it all in the trash. We got to go again. <laughs> Who's the main character of Avatar? Jake? Jake Sully. Yeah. He dies at the beginning of, of this oh, new one. No. Off screen from a disease yeah. that we don't know of yeah. actually so they're like that scene where we we dry out the main bad guy in a big toaster oven we gotta throw it <laughs> we gotta out throw it we out we gotta do it again the big boat fight thing in the middle of the ocean <laughs> fuck damn it <laughs> we're we're screwed how is this the same movie i knew all the characters shouldn't have spoken in a native mayan <laughs> language god damn it shit <laughs> james Cameron. last 12 years of his life down the drain <laughs> down the drain because <laughs> marvel guessed what, what avatar yeah. 2 was gonna be that was probably their grand plan they didn't want endgame being dethroned so quickly yeah wow the yeah. battle the ba- i can't wait can't wait till defunct land makes a, makes a documentary about the battle between james cameron and and, and marvel the, and marvel yeah and kevin feige well, what'll happen eventually is James Cameron will make a very mild criticism of Marvel movies. Yeah, like and everyone does. <laughs> he'll trend on Twitter for the next three months. And everyone will be very angry at him. Yep. Yeah, Tar- Tarantino just <laughs> just barely said anything. He was just like, yeah, there's no such thing as like movie stars anymore. It's all about uh, the Marvel characters. Yeah. And then everyone's like, oh my God, this guy's an idiot. I mean... To be fair, he also did say that we're currently living in like the worst era for movies ever or oh, something shit. like that. But he didn't, I didn't spe- see that part. He didn't specifically mention Marvel in that comment, but oh. like I think we all know what he meant. 
We know what he means. He's not talking about the Fablements here, guys. No. And how maybe could he? he is. <laughs> maybe he <laughs> was. He just saw the Fablements and he's like, this is the worst era of movies Movies ever. are dead. <laughs> Steven, movies are fucking dead. What are you doing? How dare you, Steven Spielberg? <laughs> I don't know. Do we really have anything else to say about Black Panther? Nah. That's why we're that's why we're scrambling to talk about other things. Here. I know. Yeah, I mean, the the wheel will keep turning. What was the after credit scene? I didn't stay. There was no after credit scene. Really? There was a mid credit scene. Oh, but what's the mid credit scene? Oh, you didn't even see that? No. Oh, okay. Um Oh, well that was the big Furious 7 emotional hit. Uh Shuri goes to Haiti with Lupita Nyong'o's character, whose name I don't remember. Yeah. Um, and she's like, "Hey, Shuri, big surprise! This is my child, and it's Chadwick Boseman, or it's Black Panther's kid. She, they had a kid in secret. Oh my! Before God. he died, and she's like, I, I ran away to Haiti so I could give him like a normal life. And the kid's like, My name is T'Challa, and I'm the next. I'm the king of Wakanda." And then they show a bunch of... He says that, or that's a direct quote? No, basically. He, he says <laughs> he has a Haitian name, and then he says, like, but secretly my name is T'Challa. Oh, secret, um, but my secret name is T'Challa. Yes, and so they do, like, a real... They do, like, they drop all the sound out of the movie, and then they show some, like, uh, shots of Chadwick Boseman from the other Marvel movies. Got it. Um, and that's, like, the only time he appears in it other than that one painting at the beginning. Yeah. And so that was sort of the whole, like... This child is the new, oh, the new guy. Okay. He's gonna be Black Panther one day, probably. Okay. Um, and so that was it. And just like Furious Seven, where they play all the great scenes from Paul Walker. Oh, okay. Um, I still haven't seen Furious Seven, so. Well, that's your problem. <laughs> that is my problem. Uh, but yeah, I will say Marvel's been setting up so many of these young Avengers now with like Kate Bishop, Hawkeye, yeah. and Ant Man's daughter. And all these other, I really hope they take this little like five year old kid and they throw him in a Black Panther suit. I mean, yeah, that's gonna be like Thor: Love and Thunder. Just oh yeah, all the that kids, girl's yeah. probably like not much older than the kid. So. Baby, baby Avengers, they're all coming together. It's I'm so curious as to when they're gonna finally unleash all and, these. And they're gonna, there's gonna be a baby Thanos. Thanos had a baby. <laughs> Thanos he's, had a secret son. He's, he's purple and yeah. he wants the Infinity Gauntlet as well. So yeah. he's gonna go get it. Um. But yeah, that's that's uh, how Black Panther ends, and uh, now we have to talk about the real movie, The Fablemans, the, the only movie ever. Yeah, the only movie that's ever been made about movies. Yeah, and that's a fact. You that's can look a true it up. Fact. You can look that up. That's that's it. So we didn't really give our general impressions when we left the theater. No. So, I, so this is our first. This is our first sort of uh, general impressions. Yeah. This is this is it. Baby. I, so I'm curious what you thought about it. I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. I didn't think it was amazing. I felt the exact same way. But I thought it was good. Yeah. And I didn't hate it or anything. I'm not gonna like. I think there are people on the internet who are already like, oh, I didn't like this movie and. It's going to win Best Picture, and I'm mad. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not one of those, I don't think. If it won Best Picture, I don't think I'd be mad. I think it it looks, feels very Best picture to me. That's, yeah. I wouldn't say it is the Best Picture, but... No, but, I, yeah, I'm not saying it won, that it's my yeah. favorite picture. Um, it, like, if I, if I had to put money on it, like, I wouldn't be uncomfortable doing that. Yeah, I agree. Um, anything could happen, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I yeah I didn't I didn't think it was amazing, but I, I thought it was uh, I, I did going into this movie I did not know what I was gonna think. Mm-hmm. I've seen people who have loved it. I've seen people who have like thought it was mid. 
So I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know where I'm going to land. Mm-hmm. I'm not like the biggest, like I love Spielberg's great. Yeah. Uh, but when he makes movies like, like I love his obviously adventurous movies. Yeah. When he makes movies like this, I feel like I'm not like fully on board for them usually, or I don't think they're amazing. And I think that's where this landed. So yeah, I don't think he's like, yeah, I think parts were boring. It was long. Um, but there are lots of, and, and some of, I, I don't know. At some point I was like, what is this movie focused on? I don't know. Just like kind of jumped all over the place at points. Those are my complaints. Besides that fun. And, uh, Stevie and great ending. Yeah, I'm. It did have a great ending. Um, I watching this, I didn't know how to feel a lot of the time. I think in a lot of ways it comes together, and in a lot of ways it doesn't at all. And so I kept going back and forth, being like, "Man, Spielberg is a great director, and like all of his like hallmarks are are here and." there's a lot of little stuff where you're like Steven Spielberg really understands how to make a movie. Um, but then there was also a lot of stuff where I'm like, this is jarring to me, I guess it, I, I never was quite sure if this movie was supposed to feel like some sort of fantastical fairy tale or like something real that I was supposed to take seriously. Yeah. It like at points, it hits a lot of cliches and you're thinking to yourself, is he meaning to hit those cliches? Is he making fun of those? Cliches? I don't know. There are points where I don't, I agree. I don't know what he's going for. Um, and maybe a rewatch would help or something, but that's another two and a half hour, hours of my life. Yeah. I don't know if I'd have the energy to watch this one again. If, yeah. I, if I had to watch a Steven Spielberg movie a second time, like this is not one I would no, choose. It's not at the top of your list. You know, it, it, like we have Jaws and Indiana Jones and uh, Jurassic Park and, you know, a hundred other like. This is the Fableman's BB. This right? is the fa- And I'll give you this for like modern Spielberg movies. I think this is probably the best one he's done. Because uh, like thinking about what he's done recently, like Lincoln. Ready Player One, uh, West Side Story. None of those, I'm like, I don't think I came out of any of those being like really excited about them. But this one I came out and I'm like, yeah, that that felt like like Spielberg. Uh, To be fair though, Ready Player One, the source material on both, like West Side Story is good. I think West Side Story sucks at the end. Mm -hmm. And I think when I came out of West Side Story, I had trouble blaming Spielberg for for West yeah. Side Story, unless he would have changed the fucking ending, which I would have loved, but I think other people might have hated. Yeah. Um, oops, I accidentally clicked Steven Spielberg. As a, there was one movie I liked recently that came out. What was it? Oh, yeah, The Post. But that's just because I went to journalism school. Oh, yeah, that's true. I never even saw The Post. I forgot he made that. Yeah, The Post is great. Okay. Post, Post is a good time. Um, but yeah, recent Spielberg kind of... It's not a, it's not as good, right? Yeah, it's not it's not the same magic he had in, you know, his earlier <clears throat> career. I say earlier, but Jurassic Park was like the 90s. <laughs> earlier. Yeah. Come on. This guy's been around forever. You see this since movie? the 70s, which is crazy to think about. I personally love his movie about Senior Skip Day. That's my favorite movie. That's Steven yeah. Spielberg's. Listen, when I saw his Senior Ditch Day movie, yeah. I had tears in my eyes. Yeah. He I was in the background there at the <laughs> beach. I had a little mini storyline where I was uh, picking up 
pieces of sea glass and eating them. Wow. Yeah. Sea glass. He made me seem like a real hero in that one. That was really good. And I didn't know how to process it. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) Um, Geez. We're already in spoilers. Maybe spoiling the movie. Let's just spoil this fucking movie. Um, Steven Spielberg makes movies, guys. Steven Spielberg makes movies. And also his mom had like some sort of undiagnosed mental disorder. I think she might have. I this movie I do not think addresses it well enough. No, they really go surface level on that, don't they? they yeah. They sort of, it's just there. Um, which, uh, you know, I think is like, for us, we want more, mm-hmm. but maybe a young child would not yeah. like, or even a, t- even a teenager would not try to dive deeper into that at all, would just ignore it for yeah. sure. So maybe that's more realistic to, to what he grew up. Maybe definitely probably looking back at it he's like yeah something was up with my mom maybe yeah um but yeah there's some uh the, the fablements yeah the, <laughs> the fablements got some got some fucked up shit because like seth rogan issues they the have some serious seth rogan <laughs> issues i like his paul dano gets straight up cucked in this yeah. movie by seth rogan paul dano gets absolutely cucked mm-hmm. um uh, they should have made Paul. They should have. I am. I don't know if Steven Spielberg's dad is a great person. They should have made him a little more shitty because I felt like it was unrealistic to make him make me like this man so much. That's true. This is why is it he's like a genius inventor? Yeah, and he gets cheated on, and I, uh, you just feel for the guy. But I'm like, there's got to be something wrong. Well, the, the gotta thing be that's wrong, wrong with him is that he doesn't take movies seriously. Yeah, but that's like every parent. Right? That's the gravest crime. <laughs> of in, in in the world of Steven Spielberg, not taking movies seriously. That's every... I feel like everyone... Maybe... Maybe... Doesn't everyone grow up with a dad who's just like, this is a hobby? Well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> so that was just like not... I was like, yeah, that's just a normal dad thing. It didn't make me hate him at all. I was just like, yeah, that's just what dads do. I yeah. guess they just think things are silly. And then I was like, how? That made me think, like, is that what I'm going to be like to my children? Mm-hmm. I'm going to be like, like he's talking about computers. I'm going to be talking about esports. And yeah. they're going to be like, dad, that's so old and shit. Like, who gives a shit about <laughs> esports? Yeah. You're like I want to make. I want to sell real estate in the metaverse, Dad. <laughs> You'll be like, why can't you do something That's serious? A silly hobby. Like, <laughs> can't you do something serious? Like make esports content. Showing the clip of Ninja yelling at a child. They're like, Dad, this is stupid. This is real work. This is real work. This is an honest day's work. <laughs> Ninja, you see this guy? He made a lot of money. He did hard work yelling at these children, making money off of it. All right. Look at this. Look at this season-end video for the L.A. Gladiators. <laughs> oh, my God. Real work right here. Like, Dad, this is stupid. I, why'd you make me take off my VR headset? I want to go back into the metaverse. Um, but, yeah, uh, it it was kind of... I guess you're right in the sense that, like, from a kid's perspective, you don't really know what's going on with your parents. Yeah. But it did feel like they gave us the parents' perspective enough where I couldn't tell if Steven Spielberg was like, my mom was just like a silly, whimsical person. Um, and and that's just sort of who she was. Because like the way she's presented in the movie, at least the way I saw it, is like, this woman is unwell. Yeah. 
I mean, they, they she's doing a... things that are like not normal and and seem kind of manic and then they sort of just say that the cure for that is she gets some therapy and she just goes back to live with her yeah. her lover Seth Rogen in Phoenix. Yeah, you know she's all better. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, you know, the yeah, I don't know. It, it, I do think her character's handled. I don't know. It, this is this is what's gonna happen when I feel like this movie's ambitious. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like it's ambitious, and maybe I, I don't blame Stephen. Like maybe he's had this idea for a while, right? Mm-hmm. And he's just never wanted to do it until now. And you just don't know what to focus. Like, that's just life, right? Yeah. It's just like, if he's like, I want to write a movie about my life. That's so many things. There's so many things in his life. Mm -hmm. It's going to be hard for him to focus on it all, right? It's hard because, like, if you pitch this as a movie about his life, the movie is, like, so elevated and fantastical that it's hard to take seriously as a movie about someone's life. Yeah. You know, I I just have a hard time believing that his mom bought like a monkey and they just lived with a monkey. I mean, maybe they did. Yeah. The, the thing that's honestly most unbelievable is the ending with the prom where he shows everyone his cool movie. Yeah. And then he gains the respect of the school bully. <laughs> and then he tells off that school bully. Yeah. And then he beats up the even worse school bully. And I'm like, this is some like. Hey, man, you don't know Steven. He's the coolest, right? This is very clearly like, I need to make myself the cool guy yeah. at the end of my fucking movie. <laughs> if I'm not the cool guy. Well, he can't. He's stuck, right? Mm-hmm. You can't make yourself the cool guy, but you can't be like, oh, woe is me. Look at me. I was bullied, everybody. Yeah. Uh, so you can't do either. You kind of just have to land in the middle, maybe, and it, just be like, "I'm a normal." I don't know. What you do. That that <laughs> just, moment just felt so extreme because that more than anything else in the movie was like a big movie moment. Yeah, where the bad guy is so succinctly defeated. Uh, it it just didn't feel like it fit with sort of the messiness of, of everything else in yeah. the movie. I found, I found the movie to like clearly turn into a, a movie once they moved to California. Like yeah. once the bullies came in and all that stuff happened, I was like, okay, this is, this is like starting to feel like he's just going into like a generic biopic movie mode right now. Yeah almost and that that was the part that lost me and i was like okay what like when he's getting like bullied and beat up by bullies i was like okay where is this movie going now like because it felt like it was on a different track about like his parents Mm -hmm. and them getting divorced and all this stuff and then we just get thrown over to this side which you know he went to school obviously there's a whole other side of his life but Mm -hmm. it did feel a little distracting a little bit but at the same time, there were, there were lots of parts of the movie I liked mm-hmm. during this part of the movie as well. Yeah. Like how horny that person was for Jesus. That was that, hilarious. That actually was one of my favorite scenes in the movie because, yeah. see, that's something that felt very real. Where That's something where I'm like, I don't know if you can make that up. Yeah. That seems like a real thing that probably happened to him yeah it probably heightened a little bit but like yeah it felt very much like you're in high school and you're about to have your first kiss 
and you don't really know how to approach it. But also this girl's crazy. Yeah. And she loves Jesus. Um, I love the shot where they like go on the bed and he looks up and the crucifix is like looking yeah, down at him. Yeah, yeah. Um, she is so, she thinks Jesus is so fucking hot. Yeah. <laughs> she loves Jesus. Yeah. My the, God. And that stuff worked for me. There there was a lot that I did really like. And it was, <laughs> it was the stuff that felt more true to like growing up. Um, and real, like, yeah, I agree. That's the movie is like teetering on like, like he clearly. I agree. He, it's a lot of it is like clearly fiction to make it a movie, mm-hmm. and a lot of it is not. Um, and he, you know, he he breaks the fourth wall a bunch about it too, and he's like, "Oh, yeah. this is like this isn't a movie or whatever." And yeah. we're like it is a movie, or, I, or the scene it. with the bully where he's yeah. like, "Oh, maybe I'll make a movie about this one day," and he's like, "I won't." Yeah, but he does. But it's funny because we we're know. watching that movie. We all know he does make a yeah. movie about it one now, day. Now, now I want to believe that happened because I want to believe the bully has, yeah. goes back and watches it. He's like, "What? What the fuck, dude? You promised." He like shows up to Spielberg's house and starts beating the shit out of him. Dude, you promised you would not make a movie about it. What the fuck is your problem? That's exactly what happened. <laughs> Down to it, man. Yeah, the exact detail. The senior ditch movie, and then I cried about it. Oh, and I beat the shit out of my friend mm-hmm. for you, and you weren't supposed to tell. Oh my god. Uh, but I, I mean, I did genuinely like the last shot where oh, he adjusts so, the horizon. Yes, yeah, great. Which apparently, I guess, was too elevated for some moviegoers. <laughs> Immediately, <laughs> we leave the theater, and this BB random woman, Bibi and I, are prompted to explain the last joke yeah, to this woman. This woman did not understand the final joke of the movie. No, I think so. she was not paying. I think because once you explain it to her, she was like. Oh, like I feel like she kind of pretended to understand almost. Yeah, I don't think she got it from the way. So I, I think she it. was not paying attention or yeah. something. I think she did not he- hear the last conversation mm. or something like that because it was so. I don't know. It was very clear. Even like I knew. I felt like at some. It wasn't once the last joke happened. Like I, the last shot. I was even looking at where the horizon was before Same. they made the joke. Yeah. So I feel like if you were paying attention you would have been paying attention to the horizon. Yeah. It, literally, that scene happened, and I was like, well, now I kind of want to watch the movie again just to, like, see where the horizon is in every yeah, shot. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, but we got to give a shout-out to David Lynch. Great performance just there at the end. Of showing David up Lynch. and, like, doing... <laughs> honestly, like, killing it. Really, really good last scene. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think that... I, the last scene, like, I think wraps it up very well yeah um and it wasn't some tearjerker like and now i'm gonna make jaws yeah (laughs) yeah it was kind of nice that like they don't end it exactly on like the perfect movie ending of he's on a film set and i don't know he's like doodling a picture of a shark in his notebook or something And everyone stands up and claps they're like i saw that movie that's jaws yeah it, it was nice that like he gets that moment with I think John Ford was the director. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he just gives him this like bizarre sort of angry <laughs> advice, and then he leaves. And it's like, yeah, that's advice that he probably he probably got from someone in yeah. that way and probably. carried it with him for the rest of his life. Probably that's industry advice for you. Yeah, just random tidbits. Yeah, from David Lynch. 
God, I wish David Lynch would show up one day at my job. <laughs> Just give you advice on yeah. making esports videos. Yeah, shows up at my house, I guess, since I don't work in an office anymore. <laughs> leans over my computer and he's like, you have to cut on the action. Yes, that yeah. is good advice, David Lynch. Thank you so much. Like, yeah, David Lynch. I mean, I learned that in film school, but thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for coming back. <laughs> that is a principle of editing. Have you seen TSM Legends? <laughs> Have you seen Squad by <laughs> Team Liquid? <laughs> it's the best esports docu-series out there. Wow. Well, that would be insane. <laughs> he goes back to watching Echo Fox Unleashed. <laughs> this is bullshit. <laughs> this is not good. Echo Fox Unleashed. Um, yeah, that'd be great. Now yeah. I, now I kind of want to pitch a video at the guard where we have David Lynch in it. David Lynch reacts to guard content. Yeah, reacts to guard content. <laughs> and he pretends like he knows all the esports yeah. <laughs> industry content. Like, oh... God, that'd be so good. Oh, man. But it's such a niche joke. <laughs> no one does anyone in <laughs> East does any esports fan know who David Lynch is? That was that was the problem with our gladiators joke. Yeah. No one at your issue. work had any idea what you were went, talking went about. Went straight up to our graphic designer was like, Can you Photoshop this for me? And he was like, What's tar? I don't understand what you're saying. To, who is Lydia Tar? I'm like, come on. Please. Honestly, Quentin Tarantino is wrong. We're not in the worst age of cinema. We are in the worst age of cinema watchers oh i agree because no one went and saw tar go see tar I, there were billboards all over you could have saw it after we recorded that episode i went to work the next day and in our morning stand-up i was like y'all i just saw tar you <laughs> all like, have to see tar? tar and no one was like i've never heard of that <laughs> the tar they're like the tar pits or yeah. what what are you talking <laughs> about <laughs> the la brea tar pits <laughs> i just saw tar at the la brea tar pits for oh the first God. time i saw tar um <laughs> I, Brett did know what it was, Thank but God he, Brett he didn't see it because he has children. But yeah, no one else went and saw Tar. Show your children Tar. Go see. I would show my children. Tar. I would also like. It's there's a good lesson to be learned. Yeah, yeah seriously, my children need to know what happened to Lydia Tar, yeah. the <laughs> voice of our generation. Yeah. Um, what were we even talking about? Oh, oh by the, the way, Fablemans. Fablemans. Real quick, uh, Avatar. <laughs> I didn't do that last time. Avatar. It was right there, and I didn't. Is Kate play a check going to be in the movie? Because then we. Oh, can I do hope it. so. She better be. My pitch for Avatar is that um, she gets canceled so hard that she gets exiled from Earth. Wow. <laughs> so she has to go to Pandora. That's amazing. And maybe there she gets her own Avatar. That's amazing. Avatar and Monster Hunter, they got similar vibes, honestly. Yeah, exactly. They bring her over because they're like, you know about Monster <laughs> Hunter. There's a whole bunch of monsters over here. And you can hunt them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it. And yeah. she, conduct, she sort of conducts the... What are they called? What are the Avatar people called? The Navi. The Navi. They have a chorus yeah, that she chorus. conducts. Yeah. Yeah. And then they win awards. And yeah. She, but then she gets canceled. She again. gets canceled again. Yeah. In Navi. Yeah. Because she does the sex thing. She someone. does the sex thing again. <laughs> but to the Navi. Yeah. With however they do intercourse. Yeah. I can't remember how they, they do They put it. their ponytails together. Oh, yeah. they put, She puts her ponytail together. I read someone. somewhere that they deleted the ponytail sex <sighs> scene from like the Disney yeah. Plus release of Avatar. Yeah. Apparently. That's fucked up. That is fucked that up. That movie, that is such an iconic scene that's, in that movie. 
that's the whole thing in yeah. my opinion that's the selling point and you just get rid of it you get rid of the selling point. that's like yeah. deleting iron man from the avengers yeah exactly that it's literally <laughs> like deleting iron man from the avengers why don't you just go do that disney plus delete all the seasons with iron man see, yeah. see how that works for you god disney yeah well delete steven spielberg from the fablements disney try yeah Name him Sammy Fableman Sam, instead. Sam, Sam, all right? Fuck you. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. It's I'm, Sam. He, he deserves more respect than that. Yeah. Like, is that a... Is that... Why did, it feels like a reference. Do people call him, like, Stevie? And he was like, it's Steve. <laughs> Honestly, probably. I mean, we call Marty, Marty. Yeah, true. Um, but that's because we're good friends with him. People in high school were like, Steve. And he was like, it's Steven. <laughs> Steven. Did anyone ever call you Johnny? And you had to correct them? I didn't correct them. They did call me Johnny because my dad's name was John. That makes sense. So, yeah. Well, at least my fa- like my grandma and everyone would call me Johnny, oh, so okay. I could call my dad John. I see. Um, and then I grew out of it. I guess that that's only a little kid thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I once you you become the John Prime, yeah. right? At a certain become age, John Prime. And yeah. Then I'll, I'll just keep losing the letters. One day I'll lose the H. That's why some people are J O N. Yeah. They're just older. Mm-hmm. And, and then yeah. you can lose the O, just be Jin. Yeah, just Jin, and then just J. And then just, yeah. Just, just J. And then you return to the earth. Yeah. Uh, I long for that day. Uh, uh, don't we all? Anything uh, else the fail with Seth? <laughs> we just talk about Seth Rogen that much. Right? Yeah. This guy's a perv. I don't even know if he's a perv. He's, he's a perv. Okay, that's fair. She didn't like him at all, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it, it is really bizarre. Like, John, you are one of my best friends, yeah. but, like, I would not bring you on a family <laughs> camping trip. <laughs> really? Why the fuck? Yeah, I baby? mean, I, like, there Dude. was a certain point. Like, I think they kind of say, like, Paul Dano knew, but, like, man, come on. No, Paul Dano must have known. Yeah. If he doesn't know, that's a plot hole and a half. Like, holy shit. It's, like, right. Well, they're, like, doing the. Uh, they're idiots. I mean, back yeah. in the day, I guess you're, you're not accustomed to cameras and you like mm-hmm. just do whatever the fuck you want because you're like, no one can record this. I can, yeah. I can be naked right now or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but they're around everyone on a family trip, just touching each <laughs> yep. other, hugging each other, while putting their arms around each other, looking lovingly into each other's eyes, and no one bats an eye. Yeah. Except little Stevie Spielberg, who gets to see the footage on replay. He doesn't even yeah. notice it in the moment, mm-hmm. even though he's zooming into it sometimes. I know, right? Camera. Like, the camera's on them. <laughs> yeah, zooms in. Uh, he stays on them for a very long time with his camera. Uh, but he didn't remember it. He only once he went yeah. back. Well, that's the magic of cinema. Yeah, you I don't kinda, know your mom's cheating on your dad. Exactly. Until that's, you make a movie about that's it. That's sort of what happens when you hold the camera. You sort of black out, um, yeah. and you don't remember anything that's happening that's until fair. you go to premiere, put all the footage in, mm-hmm. and then you're like, "This happened? What the fuck? I don't remember any of this." Yeah, my mom's cheating on my dad. I don't. I don't even remember them being there. <laughs> What the hell? Man, I am excited for the Fableman's remake where they do set it in like 2013 or something. And so he has to ask his dad for an Adobe license. Oh my God. It changes to like the monthly plan. He's like, we can't afford the sun. $600 a year? <laughs> we cannot afford to pay $600 a year. I miss the days where you just paid for it once, son. Right, can't you just use Windows Movie Maker? It's just as good. <laughs> just use Final Cut Pro. It's just a pay once. You're like, Dad, Final Cut X is trash. <laughs> God, can't wait for the remake. Netflix yeah. is going to do it. 
Yeah. It's going to star Noah Centineo as Steven Spielberg. Well, when we make the movie about your life, John, and the esportsmen's. The esportsmen. Yeah. The esportsmen. <laughs> the esportsmen's. <laughs> the esportsmen's. It's going to be a good one. Oh, yeah. Sammy esportsman. Yeah. Oh, and he's going to grow up just loving, uh, e-sport, loving esports, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how that works. Well, we did criticize this movie a lot. I'd say it's good. Like, it's worth yeah, watching. Yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't give as much. Shit. Well, we gave shout outs. Yeah. Where I thought it was good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Those see it now because, or I mean, I guess Knife or Glass Onion's already out. So go see Glass Onion. Yeah. Is um, Glass Onion like a limited thing? Well, it's a very short amount of time. Yeah, is it everywhere though? It's out for it's... a week. I think it's out in like 600 theaters or something. Okay. So it's so, got like a yeah, pretty wide that's release. A time, that's a time thing. Go see that first. Yeah. Unless you're a fool and you want to wait for Netflix in another month. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Fablemans, you'll have time to see. Yeah. It'll be in theaters for a bit. Um, but until next time, uh, keep on believing in the magic of movies, you fable heads. <laughs>